it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. We are less than a week away from round one of the NFL Draft. A uh, very good podcast to enjoy over the uh, the course of uh, the next week or so. And then obviously... Right after the draft to uh, get analysis of everything that every team did is the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. It is on uh, the Believe Network. Joe DeLeon is an NFL Draft analyst. He is a part of that. Uh, Also hosted the first team on uh, Stadium TV. Joe joined us last year, and he's with us now. It's good to have you, Joe. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, good. I appreciate you having me on again, and this this is my favorite time of year. It feels like it's the night before Christmas. We're so close, and I can't wait to see what happens uh, come Thursday night. You know, the fun thing for us now, for for years, the Bengals drafted early, and there was a sense of, well, how are they going to screw it up? And then they got it right with Joe Burrow, and now they draft late. And, you know, we're not used to to the, the uncertainty that accompanies the draft, but it makes it so much more fun, at least here. Yeah, and I think for a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, you really want to succeed with these picks. And I think you have a lot more creativity on how you want to approach cleaning up those small roster holes, but also building for the future. You have this advantage now where you can look ahead for a couple of years when certain guys' contracts are going to be up, if they don't feel like they want to pay, or maybe if there are signs of regression from older players that they can get ahead of. And it kind of happened with Daxton Hill this past draft where talented, versatile player who they had the luxury of drafting and slowly working into the mix, and he's been a fantastic athlete and player on this defense, and I, I foresee they're probably going to approach this year's draft very similarly. Let's let's talk about the 28th overall pick. We, we each have our preferences in terms of position and player, but what we prefer going into a draft uh, does not necessarily reflect the reality as the draft starts to unfold. If things went precisely the way you think the Bengals should hope, who's the player they take at 28? Yeah, I, I feel as though for the Cincinnati Bengals, we should, one, pay attention to the possibility of, of them drafting a running back. I, I don't think Bijan Robinson's going to be on the board, but if Jameer Gibbs is available, them taking Jameer Gibbs I think makes a lot of sense. They don't really need to go after any receivers, but I think what would be a massive upgrade is if they did draft one of these tight ends. I just feel that overall what is going to help this team uh, take that next step is having as many offensive weapons as possible. And like that's what we see with the Kansas City Chiefs that has made them so good is that they have invested early picks on athletes that have helped support Patrick Mahomes. And one of those tight ends to pay attention to, as much as I would love Michael Mayer, Hmm. and I know that Bengals fans would love Michael Mayer to be a Cincinnati Bengal, I don't think it's totally realistic that he's going to be on the board that late unless they trade it up. But Dalton Kincaid out of Utah certainly makes a lot of sense. I think the argument could be made for him. A very great flex tight end, strong route runner, fantastic in space. Or Darnell Washington, who's the complete opposite of both of those guys where He is almost an extra lineman in the way that he's going to impact the run game, but he's got great reach. And I think that he's someone who can be a a goal line threat, something that's just an instant 
touchdown if you get the ball somewhere in his range because he's got that length. He's six eight, long arms, big hands, and he can pluck the ball out of the air. I think either of those options are strong to pay attention to uh, for that tight end position for the Bengals. All right, I, I want to come back to two things you referenced. I'll start with Michael Mayer. You're, you're right. Obviously, an intense amount of focus on him. Bengals need a tight end. Michael Mayer is from here, and we all saw what he did at Notre Dame, where he was uber productive. Uh, put him on film for me. Give me the, the characteristics you like most. Yeah, I, I love Michael Mayer, and I think that he's been over uh, analyzed throughout this process by a lot of people. But what makes him so great is just how well-rounded he is. No, he's not the fastest of the group. Uh, he's not the biggest like Darnell Washington. But you're getting a guy who is really consistent, easy hands. He has the best hands, in my opinion, of the class of tight ends. He's the best route runner out of all the tight ends. People might complain about the pick if they don't love Michael Mayer for what he brings to the table because he's, you know, he's not Travis Kelsey. He's not what Noah Fant was a couple of years ago. But if you get Jason Witten, which is what my co-host Ryan Robert has compared him to, Roberts has compared him to, uh, you wouldn't be complaining if you had Jason Witten for <laughs> a decade plus. A guy that makes a lot of catches, uh, a seventy-plus catch guy who is a go-to option in the red zone and is going to come down with the football because he has those play strength advantages over most football players. And then the tenacity of the blocker is significant. I want a tight end that can do both things. I don't want just a receiver. And I think that's why there's a, a focus on him maybe being a Cincinnati Bengal because of the way that their offense is built, that having a tight end that wants to block is going to help improve their run game, which they have uh, relied on for some of their wins in the past couple of years. Uh, you, you referenced you got to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And uh, the strength of the Bengals team is is clearly their ability to pass the football. Now, one might say, well, look, you also got to slow down the Kansas City Chiefs, and you got to slow down the Buffalo Bills, and you might have to slow down Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, and, and you're going to have to get stops against uh, a Justin Herbert type, someone like that. So the way you do it is fortify your secondary. They have Chidobe Awuzie, who's coming off an injury. No, no contract for him beyond 2023. There's some youth there as well and some promising youth, but I think there are some who will argue you can't have enough corners and there's some good talent there at 28. What would you say to somebody who would prefer one of those corners available when the Bengals are on the clock around one? Yeah, I always say that you can't have too many defensive backs. You also can't have too many defensive linemen as well. So if either of those positions they're in love with, guys are on the board, um, I think pulling the trigger makes a lot of sense. But speaking on those corners, Brian Branch is a nickel safety that is primarily a coverage guy. I can see him going at the end of the first round, right where the Bengals are picking. Really, really good in coverage. Sticky coverage guy. He keeps up with guys really well. Moves better than I think people uh, give him credit for. And he's somebody who's got that versatility where you can have fun with uh, figuring out his best usage in the NFL. But if they want to go with somebody who's more of an outside corner, uh, if Keely Ringo is on the board, who's a taller guy at six foot two, around 215, he's got some stuff that he needs to clean up. I think the game at times is, is not uh, moving at a speed that is going to set him up to be successful. So he might be not ready to help this team right away. Um, but in addition to that, Deontay Banks from Maryland is one more I would throw out there that is realistically going to be in that range, who is very, very fast. Another guy that I think is great hips moves well, plays great in man coverage, and if you want to work him in the slot to start and then kind of bump him out, he's got the ability to do that. Uh, they're going to, at some point, 
address the running back position. Now, there's there's a lot of folks who have wondered, well, if, if B. John Robinson's there, are they going to be able to resist the temptation to take him? And there's discussions about whether they should or shouldn't. Uh, give me give me your perspective on that, and then assuming that that's not the direction they're able to go in, give me a running back either later on Friday or on Saturday who would make sense. Yeah, I think if Bijan's on the table and you're a team like the Bengals that were competing for an AFC championship game, you got to take him. You, you got to take him. He is that good. And I think that Bijan uh, is such a highly impactful player for what he brings to the table right away. He's explosive. He's got great power. And he's somebody who I think early on can be a top five running back in the NFL uh, just based on what we saw from what he did in college. But I don't think he's going to be on the board. I think somebody's going to get really excited about him in the, in the team somewhere. If they did want to go that route of getting somebody a little later, uh, my favorite day two pick is Tyje Spears from Tulane. He has fantastic vision. Athletically is better than I think some people thought he was going to be. But his vision is great. And I think for this rushing approach that we see uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, he could be a good secondary option to throw into the mix there. Uh, other guys that I think make sense that are a little more power-based, Sean Tucker from Syracuse and then Mo Ibrahim from Minnesota. Even a Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, who's a big body, not somebody who's going to do a lot of cutting or turning, um, but he is a massive dude who you throw him into a wall and he might pick up those extra yards when you ask him to. But I think that those are some options that would make a lot of sense for the Bengals. Joe DeLeon, one of the hosts of the Believe in NFL Drafts Prospects podcast for the Believe, also host of the first team on Stadium TV. It is uh, awesome to have you. I appreciate the uh, the perspective, man. Enjoy the draft. Uh, hopefully we can do it immediately after. Thanks so much. Of course. Thanks. You got it. Uh, good stuff. Joe DeLeon, NFL Draft Prospects podcast on the Believe Network. Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often.